0: Hey there, let's face it, today's internet world is so saturated and everyone is fighting for their number one spot to be visible. It is no longer about running ads and having thousands of people on your email list, it is about building relationships and networking with others to grow your business and become visible. Hi, my name is Candace. I'm a podcast launch strategist and I help service-based business owners develop and deliver their message to the world by using platforms like podcasting and bringing valuable content to those who need to hear what they have to say. Welcome to the Hello C.S. Dorsey podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Hello C is Dorsey podcast. I have Kathy on the show today. Hi, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Thank you. you. Yes. for having me. Oh, we're so excited. So tell everyone who you are and what you do.
1: Sure. I am Kathy Stuhl and I'm a business coach for moms who are coaches and I help them get really clear on who they serve, what they offer their target audience, how they can help make their lives better so they can become an expert and really dive into a world of making a consistent income from being a coach.
0: Awesome. I cannot wait until we dive in. So let's talk about the inspiration behind starting your business. What was that like for you?
1: Yeah, well, it was... um I think it goes way back. I was raised by, in a family of entrepreneurs. So my dad was a bush pilot slash inventor. My mom, I grew up in the environment that she worked from home, meaning she was an extremely talented seamstress. And so she always had the same clients coming over with piles of fabric and patterns and she would like crank out <laughs> their season wardrobe and Both my brothers are avid entrepreneurs. My one brother has, what do you call it? You know, when you create something, you know, I'm trying to say. Anyways. No, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they, he invented something. So now he has a trademark or whatever. Anyways. So. Yeah, so that we got two extremely entrepreneurial environment I grew up in, and then meanwhile I did the corporate path at first. So I went to university and I was involved in the advertising and marketing world, and then I met my husband. and On our first date, he asked me what my dreams were, and I told him I actually wanted to live on a farm and raise children out, you know, in a farm like setting. So. He was into it. And so we did find some land. And then the crux was, what are we going to do for work? And where we found land, there was no industry around us. And so I had to get creative. And that's when I really got in touch with my entrepreneurial spirit again. So that was the inspiration of finding a path to um, be able to work from home and raise my kiddos there.
0: Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah. Everybody thinks I'm crazy because I say that I want to have a farm. And my (sighs) mom was like, Well, you're going to be the only one doing the work because it's a lot of work, but I just want to have little baby chickens and, you know, a little puppy running around and then have like, I don't know if I can do the cows or the pigs, but just have like a garden and just little small animals running around.
1: (laughs) We had cows, we had cows and I was the milkmaid and it was the most relaxing part of my day, just milking and listening to podcasts (laughs) It was, it was, but we don't live in the farm anymore. But that sounds like my mom. My mom was a farm party downer. She was not backing the idea. And I think it's because she was kind of raised in that environment. For her, it was like a step down, but I was very excited about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I love the whole farm idea. So, can you remember a time in your business or starting out where you had a hello moment? Like, this is what yes. I'm supposed to be doing.
1: Absolutely. So because we moved to this acreage, it was actually eight hours away from any real civilization. <laughs> so our parents, you know, our families were eight hours away. My daughter was a year old when we did this move. And so I started a blog just so that they can keep tabs. And also for me to document, I became a mom and I just, something awakened in me, a very hyper crafty spirit. So I started knitting and spinning and felt all the things. And so I wanted to participate in that community because there's always these like knit alongs and stuff. So I started a blog for that reason, but then it turned into a big creative outlet for me, just having a blog myself. And it overshadowed all my other creative outlets. And and then My aha moment came when we're here in the middle of nowhere, but the center of everything (laughs) is what the locals called it. And I was like, how am I going to make an income from this? And I started experimenting with ways to monetize my love of blogging. And I tried all the things and I sold my yarn and the clothes I was sewing on Etsy, but it wasn't sustainable. By that time, I had two kids and... I just wanted something. I knew I was onto something. I call it following your bliss crumb. There was something in me because through the blogging, I was connecting with moms just like me who had similar interests and who were on the same wavelength as me, who were also interested you know, in permaculture at the time and homesteading and homeschooling, all the homey things I was into at the time. And eventually, because I was sewing, I tried in the e-course just to make it a little bit more scalable. And then my aha hello moment was when I started getting feedback from the sewing e-course. The uh, these women were sending me photos of themselves wearing this outfit that we were all working along together. And I created the pattern and everything. And my heart just like swelled seeing the look of pride in their faces. And the whole premise of the program was sewing even though you know, I was running with my branding of having a hobby farm, even though if you had rugrats around. <laughs> so, and so the concept was basically principles of creativity, of releasing perfection, embracing those little nuggets of time you are able to capture to do something where it just speaks to your soul, that you just had this craving and to feel that empowerment of creating something from nothing and having pride in that. So that inspired me to get certified as a coach and because I wanted to take it deeper I wanted women like me to really just go for it even though you know they have you know what might appear like to be excuses or bad timing uh, in terms of their season in life and just to like embrace the moment so that was my hello and not to mention it's my name's Kathy I obviously am a chatty Kathy so to be paid to talk (laughs) to other moms and help them reach their goals was just like, sign me up. And that was like 10 years ago. And I'm still doing it. And it's the most fulfilling job ever.
0: I love it. I love it so much. So my question is, did you find it difficult to transition into that coaching role? Or was it more like the students that you currently, that you already had in your e-course, was that easy to transition and provide a service to them since Mm -hmm. they pretty much were following you anyway
1: yeah yeah exactly it was quite easy to transition to that upon you know retrospect now that you ask me it was pretty easy because I did already have a following not like a humongous one but I had a devoted following so much so that even today when I post something on Facebook or Instagram just recently like last week someone said what did I I, said, I posted I think a photo of my daughter. Like I said, I started this when she was like a year old and she is 16 now. I'm teaching her how to drive stick shit. <laughs> so <laughs> Explain they still the, like, do that? <laughs> yeah, I think we have like the last Subaru that the dealer is like this is like the last one that sticks. So anyways, yeah, they still do that. But anyways, someone commented, I've been following you since Wild Tangerine Dreams Day and that was like back when she was a toddler and So when I announced to my email list, because even though I had my blog, I still was writing them, you know, like the weekly love notes. This is what's new on the blog this week. It just felt almost organic. It's like, I feel a connection with you guys. And you have been asking me, I've been paying attention to the questions that come to me over and over again. And back then, the question that kept coming to me was, how are you able to find the time to do all that you do? you're prolifically blogging you are making a ton of cheese from the cow you milk every day you're you know you're selling you're posting because i used to like i used to spin yarn and like art yarn it was all kind of like a little crazy and i would name it after some of my followers you know they're like how do you do it all and homeschooling and And so that I sat with that question, and it made up the core principles that make up my coaching pillars, basically. So it's all about, you know, I really prioritize my self care, I prioritize, you know, small pockets of time, even for creative play, I meditate often on my values and priorities. And I'm always asking, how can this be made even just 5% more simple. So that made up the premise and foundation of answering that question. You know, you could do it too. I've been there. I'm just a couple of steps, not ahead, but, you know, hold my hand and I can help you through this. So it was pretty simple to offer that invitation and people were really quick to hop on it.
0: That's good. It does help so much when you already have a following in you have those diehard fans that whatever yeah. you do, they're going to buy, they're going to follow you, you know, and, mm-hmm. you, and some people think that, you know, you have to have like thousands and thousands of followers. You have to have yeah. these numbers. And then, but not all those numbers are, not all those people, I will say are going to buy from you or going yeah. to, you know, purchasing anything that you, you know, that you offer It's just a number. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, they are people, but it's still just it's just a number. So uh, mm-hmm. when I used to stress out and be like, oh, I only had like 200 and I think 33 Instagram followers or something like that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of low. <laughs> but then I think to myself, I'm like, OK, how am I eating from this? Mm -hmm. you know people are so caught up on that on those numbers it's like that's good but is that paying the bills i know there's a way Mm -hmm. that you can do it you know but if you post this stuff and nobody's saying anything you just have just a number you know i'm like how am i gonna eat from this let's figure this out
1: (laughs) no that's why they call it vanity metrics exactly
0: yeah it's just
1: almost like fictional
0: yeah yeah exactly it's so funny hey there Are you looking to start a podcast without the tech overwhelm? Let me guess. You probably searched on Google and YouTube on how to get started, but the instructions and video left you feeling like, huh? Well, look no further because I have a free guide on how to jumpstart your podcast without the complex tech talk. Head on over to hellosiasdorsey.com slash JSP. Again, it's hellosiasdorsey.com slash JSP. In this free guide, you will get a Get Started Questionnaire, a list of resources, an outline for your show notes, a plan your podcast calendar, a schedule for your episodes, and a podcast checklist. Head on over to hellocsdorsi.com slash JSP and download it now. I cannot wait to listen to your first episode. So let's talk about how niching down doesn't have to be painful. I cannot (laughs) wait until you dive into this. So let's let's get started. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, yes, it doesn't have to be painful, but it's so funny. I did a little mini training on this recently and I saw the heading of my training, the painful piece. And one thing working with me, I love birthing analogies. I don't know if it was from being around farm critters so much (laughs) or maybe birthing two kids myself. I don't know, but I do love birthing analogies. And it comes up all the time. Like, you know, your business is your baby. So there's a lot of analogies that way, but also, you know, like it begins like, like a human being, like a wish, a, like a, just a vision. And then, you know, you, you consciously, this is going to happen. So the niching or niching down process is very similar. It comes down to making a decision. And I know that it can be so hard making a decision. I joke too, that with each kid I had, I lost a handful of decision-making cells because it just felt like with after my son was born, I was just like, ah, just tell me what to do. And that was literally the last thing I said before he was born to the midwife. I'm just like,
0: I don't know what to do. Just tell me what to do. I
1: want this to be over. And so, so there is a little pain involved, just, you know, just like a friend's about to give birth, you know, you can use the a different word than pain, like maybe strong sensations. And it just becomes from, oh, you have to decide. But it is, I like to remember as women or however you want to position yourself, like I suppose men in the audience too, that we can just decide that we have a high pain tolerance and remember that no matter what we decide, we're always allowed to change our mind. So saying that, the painless way, again, it is somewhat related to another birthing analogy. I won't get too deep into that, but basically from that energy of moving from the top down, it's like a grounding. So I call it the BHG process. So we begin with the B and just, I'll go over it quickly, but basically the B stands for brain. And I like to invite my clients to just hold space for them to do a big brain dump on everything they bring to the table in terms of their life experiences, their trainings, education interests. And if that feels overwhelming, then take it in bite-sized chunks. Like when you were a kid, what were you into? When did time stand still? So even like seven-year chunks, I like seven-year chunks. So from zero to seven and then moving on to your teen years, you know, from seven to 14, what were you really into when you weren't at school? 14 to 21? If you went to post-secondary, what was your major? What job? What was your first job? And then, you know, you can go further. If you have kids, right before you had you had kids, what was your career after you had kids? And even just like something profound as becoming a parent or a partner, how has that changed you? And what skills did you pick up from that? So just getting all of that out of your head and onto paper, and then you move down into your heart. And I like to say, what makes you cry or what makes you sigh? Just from the beauty in the world or the struggles that you see that you can relate to, or just, you know, my kids often, (laughs) like the time of this recording, the Olympics are on. And whenever they play a national anthem, My kids look at me and I'm just like wafting my face. They know that means I'm about to cry. I've just been like so emotional. There's something about the Olympics. I don't know what's going on there, but you just kind of pay attention when you come close to tears and ask yourself, what's up with that? Like, what is that about? What is it that's stirring in my soul that I feel like I need to take action or make a difference? So marrying that with what you bring with your life experiences and passions And then coming up with your, basically an I help statement. So niching down in my definition, when I work with my clients is an anchor of what you can meditate on every day you come to your desk and be like, okay, I'm here to help one particular segment of the population with one particular struggle so that they can. And one result that basically feeds into that moving, stirring emotion that stirs you out in the world. So that could be something. And I even get my clients, I encourage them to write it down slowly every morning. Like for me, I help moms who are coaches get clients so that they could help other you know, people in the world or so that they can reach their monthly income goals so that they can contribute to the world in a way that feels really empowering to them. And then finally, see if you can just come up with a few contenders in terms of a struggle, a population and a result. And then the G and the BHG moving down is going with your gut and just making a choice. And this is the part when I work with my clients, sometimes it takes a a whole month. We meet once a week for a month. It sometimes takes like four sessions. And then finally, I'm going to be like, okay, you got to (laughs) choose. (laughs) even if you decide your niche to be pretty broad let's just go with this to begin with but go with your gut learn how to trust your gut instinct like I was mentioning before the bliss crumbs what kind of gets you wagging your tail a little bit so that's a good sign like like I mentioned I've been at this for like a decade and I look I can you could pull up your old website with this website called the way back machine and you could kind of get like little like kind of like a a screenshot of your website from like way back in like 2006. And I did that once and I could see how my tagline has morphed over the years, like way back when I used to coach moms and they they were getting pretty creative, but there's still this whiff of truth of what I do today, which is all about simplifying your life, simplifying your business so you can cultivate more bliss, like both within yourself and also like spread it out. So keep it simple will allow you to have more impact in the world. So just go with your gut and trust it's onto something, and then implement it. And then as you get out there and start working with people, it'll become more clear if you're if you're on the right path. And if not, you could just do a simple little tweak, change your mind, and big whoopie ding dong.
0: You can quote I like me on that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: ding dong is the word of the day. Long story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, this is really good. Yeah, because oftentimes we don't go with our gut instinct. We go with what's marketable. Yeah. And I've been guilty of that too. Well, I think that's helpful have. too.
1: You yeah. want to consider that. And then you yeah. just have to trust your gut will kind of take that in consideration too.
0: Yeah. But the the real the I would to say danger behind that. The difficulty with that when you do go with the market is it works for them because like you say it might have been their gut feeling you know but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's for you and mm-hmm. oftentimes you know when I learn something I know how to do it people ask me about it I think that oh this is what I'm supposed to be doing when really it just may not be you mm-hmm. know they may just be asking me about it but that doesn't necessarily that I have to create this whole program mm-hmm. for it because it's just probably like a one or two off, you know, and I found that yes. I do that a lot. <laughs> so ah. I, yeah, I found that out this year. And I said, I got to stop doing that. I That's out. No more. When I learn yeah. how to do something, I'll show people. That's it. I don't need to create a whole program f- about no. it, you know, because it's not my it's not my thing, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I like to take it to I like to think of like my favorite clients, the one that I really look forward to working with. And I just did this thing on Instagram, like how to clone your favorite clients and just imagine you're just speaking to that same person over and over again and just repeat like their scenarios in their lives. But yeah, absolutely. You want to find that sweet spot between, you know, what there's a demand for in the market and have your own kind of spin or take on how to overcome like the main driving struggle that you feel most equipped to help them overcome. And that's going to really help your confidence. It'll help you become recognized an expert and yeah, allow you to just like be so much better at speaking about that problem and talking about it from different angles over and over again, and then build your reach.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. I love it. Right. So any last minute advice you have for our listeners out there?
1: Yeah. Um, Well, interestingly enough, you and I were to speak last week, but I really felt off and I just canceled everything. (laughs) I canceled everything, but I still kept showing up with my business. So see if whatever your business is, come up with a plan to just, I call it my four by one plan just a way that you can consistently show up that is even doable when you are having a week when, you know, you have to go on holidays or something comes up, you're feeling like really low energy. And when you are feeling re-energized or re-inspired, then you can add some more bells and whistles. So see if you can come up with a plan really quick, my four by one plan, your niche and your one offer. So creating that signature offer for that community you want to serve, choose one social media platform, keep it simple, That and um, one weekly content, and a once a week love letter to your email lists. just kind of like touch point, touch point. So I was able to execute that, even though I had to unfortunately cancel this lovely conversation with you last week. But it was the most, it was the most love drenched thing I could do for my clients is just to take some downtime. And now I'm feeling super charged up again and really excited to show up again
0: that's good taking some time for yourself yeah i love it yeah take care yeah yes definitely so where can everyone find you
1: sure they can find me with a quick google of kathy stole kathy with the k my last name s-t-o-w-e-l-l yeah head over to my website blissbeyondnaptime.com and there i have a list it's my freebie and it's 50 coaching niches for mom. And if you download it, it also has a 10 minute mini training on this BHG process that might help you go into it a little from a different angle.
0: Awesome! And yeah. I, I love your website title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, like, oh, yeah. this is so cute.
1: <laughs> it, it has grown with me. Definitely. That again, that was from when my teeny bopper was a toddler. So it's, it's aged well. so cute
0: (laughs) awesome well thank you kathy so much for being on the show today thanks for having me it was fun yeah same here did you like today's episode i hope you did join me next week for more valuable bombs tips and tricks on how to grow your business by taking action if you like this podcast subscribe and leave us a review or take a snapshot of this episode and tag me on Instagram at csdorsi underscore hello. We would love to hear from you.